Well, good morning. I do want to say, um, you know, it's been weeks of planning and prep and hours and hours of practice, and these kiddos did a fantastic job. Uh, and we do want to say thank you to the volunteers, but we also want to say thank you to the person who put it all together and uh, did the planning and with the restriction co with the restrictions, you know, was able to uh, figure new things out. You know, the idea for the video wasn't always there. That was, you know, somewhat last minute and it still came together great. And so to Brenda, thank you so much for what you do for our kids. Uh, so I was, I was so excited when I uh, found out that I get to speak today, uh, number one, because it's the kids program, so which means I don't have to speak as long, um, and number two is because, yeah, <laughs> that's right, um, and number two is because um, in our series that we're in, uh, A Weary World Rejoices, um, today we get to talk about joy. And I was like, man, there's no easier way to go into speaking about joy than to follow up a kid's program. Um, and so I, I was just so excited, you know, and it, it's just, it is, it's such an example of biblical joy uh, to watch these kiddos filled with Christmas spirit sing and act uh, and just praise their God. You know, I, I think if the, the Grinch himself was in service today, that his heart would start to grow watching that. Um, but as we talk about joy, uh, there's something that we need to be able to distinguish, and that's that joy is different than happiness. Happiness uh, tends to be a temporary feeling uh, brought on by circumstances that go our way. Right? The excitement of opening presents on Christmas morning is a temporary happiness. Getting a warning instead of a ticket is a temporary happiness. It's a good happiness. Finding those extra fries at the bottom of the bag at McDonald's, right? It's a temporary happiness. But I know there's been a number of times in my life where, you know, you're having a good day, things are going well. You get home to find that the dog chewed something up. You're driving somewhere and all of a sudden a weird light that you don't even know what it means is flashing in your car. Or if you're at my house, all of a sudden your refrigerator sounds like a machine gun trying to kill you. <laughs> it's those fun things in life that take that temporary happiness and cause it to fade away a little bit. But true biblical joy is different than that. True joy is not dependent on circumstances. It doesn't come from worldly circumstances, and therefore it cannot be taken away by worldly circumstances. So if you would, you, if you want to open up your Bible, you can turn with me uh, to the book of Habakkuk. The book of Habakkuk, which might seem like a weird one for a Christmas series, but uh, there's a passage in here that I want to read that I think fits well with joy. And so the book of Habakkuk, which is a minor prophet, found in the later half of the Old Testament. I'm going to be looking at chapter 3 and starting in verse 16. Habakkuk 3, starting in verse 16. The prophet there, he says, I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. 
Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in God my Savior. You see, what's going on in this passage is, is Habakkuk is a prophet, and he's been given a tough message from God to give to the Israelites. Because the Israelites had once again turned away from God. And because of this, God has decided to raise up the nation of Babylon to come in and overtake all of Israel. It is a terrible circumstance. And Habakkuk gets the fun job of telling Israel. But what do we see? Despite the circumstances, despite the fear of what's to come, Habakkuk says, I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in God my Savior. Right? Where does that come from? Why in the midst of these terrible circumstances and worse things to come is Habakkuk saying that he is able to rejoice in the Lord? It's because of his faith in God. He knows who God is. He knows God's wisdom. He knows his power. He knows God's love. And it is through this relationship that Habakkuk in this moment is able to have joy. In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it says that God is the one who fills us with joy through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? True joy is not something that we can manifest in ourselves. It's not something that I'm going to make myself be joyful. It's not how it works. Even when, if we look at the fruits of the Spirit, right? These are things that are produced through us, through God's Spirit inside of us. If we look at that list, it doesn't take long to find joy, love, and then joy. It's the second one right there. It's something that comes from God. And so as I mentioned earlier, joy does not come from worldly circumstances. Therefore, the world cannot take it away. The Bible says that nothing can take away the joy that is given to us from God. And this time of year, we get to celebrate one of the greatest gifts of joy that God has given us, and that's him sending his son to this earth. Just as in Habakkuk, the story of Jesus' birth is surrounded by tough circumstances. Mary being a pregnant virgin, her going into labor on a trip away from home. I have a pregnant wife. I can guarantee you she would not want to go into labor away from home. <laughs> Having to give birth in a stable, Yet for thousands of years now, when we look at this story, we don't see the hardships. We don't focus in on the hardships going on. It's a story of joy. In fact, the angels told the shepherds in the story that Jesus would be a joy for all people. And so I know that 2020 has not been the greatest year for most people. 
and seeing the second wave of COVID come through, you know, it was somewhat expected, but I know I'm not alone in the fact that I didn't, I didn't want to see restrictions rising again. And in the midst of all of this, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk, you know, we're almost through 2020. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we're almost there. And I hate to be somewhat the bringer of bad news, but I'm sure you've already, you know this, that the turning of the new year doesn't magically fix what we've gone through in 2020. COVID will still be around in 2021. The heaviness and the divide of, from politics will still be here. And on top of that, I'm sure 2021 will find new ways to surprise us. And this is why it's so important that our joy doesn't come from circumstances. It's not dependent on the circumstances that we are in. Because COVID will change. Politics will change. The year on the calendar will continue to change. But our God will never change. The source of the joy in our life is a rock that nobody can move. No matter how bad things get, no matter where we find ourselves in this life, there will always be a joy to be found in our Lord. And so as we finish out 2020, don't focus in on the circumstances that have changed, the bad things that have rolled through. Focus in on the steadiness of our God who has walked us through 2020 every step of the way. The God who has continued to love us and to pour out his love. The God who has continued to provide for us on a daily basis. The God who continues time and time again to bless the ministry of this church. And then as we press on into 2021, don't focus or worry about changing circumstances, the fear of what's to come. Instead, rejoice that no matter what the year brings, we have a good God who will take care of us. And every day, he will give us new reasons to be joyful. It's an extremely powerful thing for our world when in the midst of trying times, an entire group of people remains to be joyful. It makes me think of the story of the Grinch. Right? The Grinch tried his hardest to take the joy away from the people of Whoville. He stole their lights, he stole their trees, he stole their presents. And as he stood up there on top of that hill, waiting to hear them complain and gripe, what did he hear? He heard them singing. He heard their joy. And what did it do? It changed the heart of the Grinch. That is the power of joy in hard times. When we are joyful, it makes others wonder, man, how, how in this time of COVID, how in this time of politics can they be joyful? And what it does is our joy from God, it changes people's hearts. It's not us, but it's God working through this joy that he has given us. 
And so just as that little baby who slept in the manger was a bright light of joy in our world, and even to this day is still bringing joy to our world, it is now our job to shine that light. That no matter where we are, no matter what we are going through, we will be a light of joy. And so let us show this weary world why there is a reason to rejoice. Will you pray with me? Dear God, you really do give us so many reasons to be joyful. Thank you so much for this time, this, this special Sunday where you know, we get to sit back and we get to learn from kids who are praising you. To see their joy and in, in, in its infectiousness. Help us do that as we leave this place, that when we go home, that we, when we go to work tomorrow, that we can be a light to this world of joy, of true joy where there is nothing here on this earth that can take it away, what you have given to us. God, you are good. And we thank you for your son. We thank you that you sent him to this earth to be a source of our joy and to be the savior of our lives. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.